Hi besties and welcome back to another episode of Coffee with Shay. I am your host, Shay. I am so excited because I just had my Sunday coffee date and I'm recording this on Sunday and going to post it on Sunday because we are a working girly and it is so hard for me to record episodes on top of working full time and this is why I want this to be my only job and one day we are manifesting that this will be our only job and then people can listen to my voice all the time and that's exciting but I just got back from my Sunday coffee date if you are not local to Fort Wayne there is a coffee shop called Conjure and it is probably one of the prettiest coffee shops that I've been in aside from like Chicago ones because Chicago ones are so so cool but it's one of the prettiest shops I think here uh as for like rating their coffee I think that there are definitely better coffee places and I know that's a hot take for anyone listening who's from Fort Wayne hot take I do not really like the homemade syrups that they make and my oat salted caramel oat milk latte that I had today tasted more oaty than salted caramel. I didn't really feel like there was salted caramel in there. It was basically just like an oat latte. And that's not bad because I love oat milk, but I ordered a salted caramel oat milk latte and it tasted more like an oat latte. And so Anyways, today's coffee of the day is a salted caramel oat milk latte. And if you haven't tried the Tirani syrups, I totally suggest that you try the Tirani syrups because they're so good. And I think that they're probably one of my favorite syrups aside from another brand. I think it's Monin. Monin, yeah. It's like something like that. Monin. Uh, their syrups are super, super good. And I like the lavender syrup that comes from there. I had to unfortunately, I think, throw mine out because it was really outdated and I don't use the lavender as much as I would use like a salted caramel or a caramel or a mocha. So that's unfortunate. But I do have like lots of life updates for you. And since we are besties, I'm just going to sit and dump it all out here. But it is now what we're going on my fourth week this week of my new job and while it's been super slow uh for someone who has adhd it's not as stimulating because i'm not advising yet right now and i know that people are super excited for me to get a caseload of students i'm super excited to get a caseload of students but they're trying to lay out like foundational things for me And I'm perfectly okay with that because I need to learn the foundation. It's just really hard when you have ADHD to find something that's stimulating enough. And unfortunately, unless I'm like busy 24 seven, there's nothing that's stimulating enough for me. And so that's been kind of hard to adjust from like a job that threw me to the wolves to a job that's like, no, we're not gonna do that to you. We're not gonna throw you to the wolves. We're not gonna do something like that because that's just not okay. And it's very weird. And I'm going to actually talk about the supervising style because today's topic is work-life balance. I know if like my supervisors are listening to this, they're going to say work-life integration, but I think of it more of like a work-life balance because as someone who likes to keep work and life kind of more separated because they're two entities and like if I didn't have to work, I wouldn't work. 
And so I think people need to understand that's what I mean by like work-life balance is if I didn't have to work, I would not work. And that's okay. I think most people are kind of like that. They wouldn't, if they don't have to work, they won't. But anyways, so that's been really good. I've gotten to see students. I got to actually teach and it was so cool. I will give a shout out to one of my students in my class and she emailed me to let me know that they were watching or listening to my podcast and I thought that was super cool. And um, it's so cool to me that people are listening to me and listening to my voice, even though I feel like I'm just talking to nobody in my office because I am talking to myself in my office. (laughs) But it's super cool that they were sending me an email to let me know that they listened to it and they really liked it. And I love reviews on my podcast, so please give me reviews. If you're listening, please pop a review and let me know how you feel about the podcast because I really like to see those, um, see the feedback that comes from people. Most of it is very, very nice feedback. And by most, I mean like all of it is really nice feedback, but people always have suggestions for things. And if you have a suggestion for a podcast episode, let me know. But anyways, Aside from that, we are still taking ADHD meds. We are still taking our medication for our bipolar disorder. We're going to now every other week therapy, which is amazing because I didn't think I'd ever get to a point that we would be doing every other week, but we are. I do work from home on Thursdays now, and that's really awesome because I'll get to do therapy during those days, and that'll be really cool to just be home and do therapy. But aside from that, I don't think I have too many life updates. I think that I'm doing really well. I'm doing the 75 soft challenge. I am about to reach seven days of doing the challenge and it's actually gone really good. I am not super strict on how much I'm like eating, but I am trying to be more mindful of like, okay, if I'm full or if I'm just like, I'm bored, so I'm hungry. So I'm trying to like, just make sure that like, I'm reminding myself that sometimes I I'm just bored and that's why I'm hungry and I'm not truly hungry. And so it's good to just be like, I'm bored, not hungry. And really like just rein it in for yourself and remind yourself that it's okay to uh, just be bored and be like, okay, so I'm bored. Let's figure out a way to like, that's not just me snacking on a big thing of potato chips. And as much as I love potato chips, I know that it's not good for me to be eating a whole bag of potato chips. So I'm just trying to figure out a good balance. I'm also walking 30 minutes a day, which has been really fun and awesome. And I've been keeping up with reading. I actually just finished The People We Meet on Vacation. If you like reviews in some of these books that I read, I'd love to give like a whole podcast review on books. But The People We Meet on Vacation was so good. Emily Henry is literally such a good writer and such an easy writer. So the next one that I'm reading is not book lovers. Oh, it's Beach Read. So I got Beach Read for $7 at Target and hello, we love a good discount. So I'm going to be reading Beach Read next and I'm super excited. So I'm just doing... 30 minutes of movement, drinking at least 80 ounces of water a day, kind of slacking on that during the weekends because I forget to drink water a lot because uh, I'm so busy doing stuff and it's like not r- right next to me and accessible for me to like sit and look at. But I've been trying Neos in my water and it's that that's been really helping with drinking enough water and I'm eating mindfully and I'm reading each day. So that's just kind of some life updates on me. So uh, after this brief ad, we're going to go ahead and get into the topic. 
Okay, welcome back from that ad. Remember, every time that you listen to an ad for me, that is just money that kind of goes into my pocket, which I haven't reached enough money <laughs> to go into my pocket, but that's money that goes into my pocket. And I'm really excited that people are listening. And I thank you for listening to this podcast. Right now, I'm just doing it as a free time activity, and hopefully one day this could become my full-time job. But anyways, uh, so some key ideas from this. When I started my professional career, I found myself having no boundaries with work, and I would constantly take it home with me because at the time, I worked a career that was very difficult and required a lot of heart and care. If you know me, you know that I worked in ABA, which all the homies hate ABA, for being honest. And the only reason I'm saying that we don't like ABA is because it is ableist and it's teaching the practices that are being taught most often are abusive to those who have autism. And then a lot of uh, people in the autistic community have really spoken out against ABA. And because I was in such a difficult job and I started to recognize some abusive behavior from my supervisors it was really like I was taking work home a lot and even though like I only worked eight to five it felt like when I would come home from the day I would just be literally drained because I was so tired running after little kids all day because I worked with like little children um age like two to like nine so children and that was really hard for me after that I worked with teenagers and if you know teenagers, you should know that they are very boundaryless. And I understand that because I made myself available to them a lot. So I felt like I was constantly answering calls at 9 p.m. and emails from students. And that was a boundary that I did not place with my students. I let them email me at 9 p.m. on a Friday and I answered them back at 9 p.m. on a Friday. And I eventually, so because I felt like I had to help these students since a lot of them were seniors and on a time constraint for like FAFSA and scholarships, um, I feel like I had to help them. And also I was at a weird time in my life with my parent passing away and such. So I kind of just threw myself into my work at the same time we're dealing with a global pandemic so there was covid and i was like constrained to an office by myself away from people in my second job that i worked and so eventually i had things going on in my life that made it to where i need to focus more on myself so that's when this started shifting i had a lot of really bad abusive things happen to me in the span of like December to February and things that I did to other people and, and things that I did during my parent passing that I started to go to therapy and make sure like I was taking medication at that time I was taking a different medication but I actually had stopped taking that medication because I it wasn't working for me but I was still going to therapy I started leaving at 5 p.m. and going to work out every night so I was really focusing on myself I would work out with a workout partner and I started leaving directly at 5 p.m. Like 5 p.m. hit, I'm out the door. I was always first one in the door, but I was always out, like the first one out the door too. And so I started to go work out. During that time, I was working out heavily in the gym. At that point, uh, I needed to ensure I was finding outside hobbies and activities that made it to where I wasn't always available. So the reason I was so available was because I had nothing going on outside. It was COVID, there was nothing to do, and then things started to get a little bit looser as I started working the second job. And so I had to really focus on like my mental health, my physical health, and really put into perspective that 
I was not doing myself a service by running myself thin for these students and running myself thin for the people that I worked with and I worked for. And if you're a teacher, because that's essentially what I was doing, was eight hours online teaching basically, these kids that I was working with, you understand how important it is to set boundaries and a lot of times I was not setting very healthy boundaries at all. I only had a 30 minute lunch, so I, or I had an hour lunch if I wanted to take an hour. Um, it just depended on when I got there. But usually it was a 30 minute lunch and I tried to nap because I had a couch in my office, close the door, turn off the light. But it was very hard because I was like, I was carrying work into my lunch. And then after leaving my second job, I was put into a salary position where I was informed that we needed to be available at all times. So this is the job that I just left for a very good reason. And so this was different for me because previously I'd worked in an hourly position that did not approve overtime. I knew this position uh, would be a job that would be very hard, but I didn't really realize how hard it actually would be. A part of my position is that I had to connect with students that had previously graduated and many students don't answer during the time you need them to. So I worked 7.30 to 4.30 with an hour lunch and a lot of students did not answer during that time. And I was being informed that I needed to answer students back after 4.30. And there's a misconsumption of salaried positions is that you have to be available at any time despite having contracted hours. And that did not fly with me. I was given a work phone and a lot of times I forgot I even had the phone when I first got it or to charge it, I quickly became a person who would shut her phone off at 4.30 p.m. when I was done with contracted hours. I did keep email on my phone, but I distinctly remember a time when I got an email at 7 a.m. that quite literally ruined my day. Like it was an email from not a supervisor, but someone who thought they were a supervisor. And at 7 a.m. sending me an email, it literally ruined my day. So then I shut off emails on my phone because it kind of made me feel distraught. And now I know what you're thinking. Why would she ever let her ruin that day? Because it was literally another task for me that didn't need to be sent until contracted hours. And then that person put in their like bio, and it's not to be mean to that person at all, because I'm not. That's just when they work. That person said, my hours are not your hours. Don't feel obligated to answer me back. And I'm sorry, but... <laughs> supervisors and shit like people don't need to be sending emails after contracted hours or before you need to be sitting con like hour like your emails during contracted hours or just tell us like don't put email on our phone like I had email on my personal phone I'm so sorry if I hit the mic um, I had email on my personal phone and I had calendar on my personal phone and then it started to get in the way of like I'm getting these emails like this is ridiculous because your employees are not owed 24 hours a day to you because they're salaried just because you have a salaried position does not mean that you are owed 24 hours to your work of your work environment or your work like that's not happening and it's so hard in these like social social work kind of jobs because that's what it is like social work teaching education whatever it is it's so hard in these jobs to not want to work 24 hours because it's like well I'm gonna fall behind on Monday if I don't work on Sunday I'd rather be behind on Monday than to be working on Sunday I'd rather take Friday Saturday Sunday take my ass off the freaking roster take you know like that's so funny take my ass offline and just not be available during those times because that's your time to rejuvenate so as always, I have to give tips 
for boundaries in a job and work-life balance. And then I'm going to talk about my own personal career right now because I think it's really important that I'm talking about the last three weeks that I've had in my own job and how things have shifted and how I feel like I have a better work-life balance. So tip number one, turn off emails on your phone unless you're in contracted hours. So turn it off or just don't have it on your personal phone number or in your personal phone. If you have a work phone, keep it on your work phone. If you have a calendar on your work phone, do it. If you have calendar on your phone, I suggest just having that so you have it in Outlook, so you have Outlook and your calendar. But the biggest thing is, is not putting it on your phone. Right now I have it on my phone, but I've gotten better at just being like, putting my phone on do not disturb. And the only reason I do that is because we have a Teams chat that we have throughout the day. And I have to be checking the Teams chat throughout the day. Like eight to five, I'm checking the Teams chat. Past 5 p.m., I'm not checking the Teams chat. Before 8 a.m., I'm not checking the Teams chat. But during eight to five, I am checking the Teams chat and I need to have that on my phone. So at the end of the day, don't have it on there unless you absolutely, absolutely need to. And then set boundaries on your phone, like turn it off, turn off Teams, turn off emails, do not answer anything past 5 p.m. unless you have to. Tip number two, if you are not in the office and even if you work from home, do not take your computer out of your office. Keep that shit where you will not be using it, okay? If you, unless you work from home, do not take your computer out of your office. Do not take your computer out to your living room. Do not take your computer out to your bed unless you're in contracted hours. Outside of contracted hours, do not be touching that computer, okay? I know I just told you don't have your emails on your phone. Don't touch your computer where your emails and your teams are outside of contracted hours. Keep your thing in your office, keep your computer in your office, keep it there, let it stay there. You do not work in the ER, there are no such thing as emergencies in your job, okay? I'm gonna reiterate that again. You do not work in the ER, there are no such thing as emergencies in your position. There are no such thing as emergencies outside of contracted hours. Tip number three, don't allow yourself to be worked 24-7 unless you're compensated for the work you're doing. If you're an hourly employee and you have overtime pay, get that overtime pay. Racks on racks on racks on racks. I don't care. Was that what the TikTok sound says? I got racks on racks on racks. Okay, then do it. But if you are in contracted hours, do not allow yourself to work 24-7 because your mental and physical health will suffer if you are not just doing your contracted hours. And sometimes there are times where you go over that contracted hours. And I hope that if you do, you even out your hours, okay? So even out your hours. You work 11 hours one day, okay, then come in late the next day or leave early the next day. I don't care what it is, but you have to even out your hours because you cannot allow these positions to work you 24-7. Tip number four, you must have an outside activity that you can dedicate your time to outside of work. Listen to that again. You must have an outside activity that you can dedicate your time to outside of work. I go on coffee dates every Sunday. I like to go to the farmer's market on Saturdays. Friday nights, I like to get a good pizza. I have something that I'm looking forward to outside of my job that has nothing to do with my job. Even the podcast is not my job. I don't really make money off of this. This is not my job. But this is my passion outside of my job. And so I'm going to do it. So find an outside activity. I don't care if it's reading, painting, puzzles, whatever it is, find it and do that. Have something to look forward to. Tuesdays are puzzle nights. Tuesdays can be target nights. I don't care. If you like browsing target, that's an outside activity outside of your job. 
Tip number five, always use your lunch break. And let's be honest, it is not a lunch break if you are not completely by yourself and enjoying your phone. Hell, take a nap. Take a nap, okay? I don't care what it is. Go for a walk, take a nap, spend time away from your coworkers, and take a lunch break. If it's 30 minutes, if it's an hour, take your lunch break. Because guess what? You're not being compensated for the times that you don't take a lunch break. Do you like working for free? Because I don't like working for free. So take your lunch break. And if you can't, then try to leave early. Okay, be like, hey, I didn't take my lunch break today. Can I leave early? Yeah, sure, okay. Communicate with your supervisor and say, I didn't take a lunch break. Can I take it now? Okay, take a lunch break. Take a nap, take a walk, I don't care. Spend that 30 minutes or an hour really relaxing and resting because there's no way in hell you're going to make it through the rest of the day if you're not relaxing and resting. Tip number six, learn to say no. You have to say no to new projects, people asking for your help, your supervisor asks you to do something for them, and you have to communicate your boundaries to others. Let's talk about a conversation I had with my supervisor actually the other day. So work from home schedule is once a week and I had just stated that Thursday um, wasn't the one that I had wrote down, which is fine, I'll, I'll take Thursday for this month at least, or for this semester, at least I get a work from home day. And that's how I'm looking at it. But originally I'd put down Monday or Friday. I just let her know, hey, next, next semester, could I have a Monday or a Friday? That would be really helpful with my schedule, that would help out. And that was like a boundary that I had set where I was just like, hey, can we try this again? Like I'm, I'm opposed, I want you to know how I feel and you can't expect others to know your boundaries if you don't tell people what they are. So for me, my coworkers know I may be first in the door, but I'm also first to leave. That's okay, I like leaving at 5 p.m. I like getting out the door. I also tell them I'm not on my phone, I'm not talking, I'm not texting. I have found it so much easier to set work boundaries at the beginning, so now I'm setting boundaries, I'm letting them know than when you're knee deep in the people pleasing tendencies. And I did that at my last job. I was people pleasing all the time and doing stuff. Right now, my coworker, an ex coworker of mine is gonna be listening to this. And I'm gonna be, give you an example. So she had took it on as a project to um, organize the teams that we had. And now she's getting emails being like, can you do this for us? Can you do this for us? Can you do this for us? And it's frustrating because they're using her and we've talked about it, that it is frustrating because they're using her for this project that they could be doing themselves. They can put it in teams. All she did was organize it and then tell them how it's organized and they can't simply figure it out. So for some reason, she's the one in charge of doing it. It's better to set a boundary being like, hey, I'm just gonna organize this right ahead, right now. And I'm sure she's fine with me using this example. But hey, I'm gonna organize this ahead of time and then I'm gonna let you know how to organize it when you do it. And that's all you gotta do, okay? Simple, easy. So tip number seven, this is a little bit different because I've made friends, but here's what I'm saying. Your coworkers are not your besties. I hate to say this because in a competitive world, not just working um, at a local McDonald's, so I feel a lot of times there's less competition in like McDonald's, um, those positions where people, typically it's teenagers in those positions or people who are just like, I'm just working because I, I just want a job. That's it. 
I'm talking more like the corporate world. Corporate girlies are literally so fucked up and they will do anything to further their career. Corporate men will also do anything to further their career. Also, we all know that your supervisors will plant different spies among your coworkers. Let's be real, that's happened. And even at your, like your local McDonald's, they're gonna plant a little spy to catch you and they're always listening to everything you say. In my last position, there were people that you could not say things to without them saying something to somebody else. I will distinctly talk about this one time. We had a meeting with HR and this person was not a supervisor, but they work in a supervised position. Like they're so close to the supervisors and they literally went and told everything that we said in this confidential HR meeting that should have just been between all of us as specialists, went and told them what we said and then they got pissed off at us. And... I've met some great coworkers as friends, but I almost always keep stuff to the bare minimum that you could see on Facebook. Speaking of social media, don't you dare friend your coworkers on social media unless you know, unless you know that those people are going to snitch because what you're doing is opening up an HR complaint to happen. Leave your social media for just you and your friends slash family, but also for those coworkers that become friends. Like in my last job, I've made a couple friends that were co-workers and one of them who listens to this religiously thank goodness love her she's amazing her and I are friends we have continued a friendship outside of just the job and yeah it may have started because we just went it may have started because we do the same job but we actually ended up being friends I'm saying all of this because I've fallen under the trap of working more than I'm required and I have such a passionate heart because as an educator at the time, I was so passionate about it and as any educator, we all do. However, what I will not do is sell my soul for a company that will only send me flowers at my funeral and that's all. I cannot tell you this enough. This happened. A coworker of mine actually passed away. Nobody knew that she passed away and they all they did was send flowers to her funeral. That's it. Flowers to her funeral and did not care at all about the fact that she was dead. I don't live to work. I work to live. I work to live a happy and fulfilling life. And let's say this again. You don't work in the ER. There are no such thing as emergencies. They have emergencies. Your job does not have emergencies. And so I wrote all of this while I was in a position that didn't have good work-life boundaries. And now I have really great work-life boundaries. In my third professional job, so this is my this is my fourth professional job after college, I have placed better boundaries with my supervisor, with the people that I work with, and all of those things. And it has worked out in my favor. Like, it has completely worked out in my favor. I am so glad that I can have an open and honest conversation with my supervisor about things and they will listen to me. I'm, I'm so excited that I have a supervisor that listens to me. And so, at the end of the day, I want to remind you that living a fulfilling and meaningful life doesn't mean selling your soul to a company, selling your soul to a job. And I think that we live in an era where work has become a lot of people's personalities. 
and that's okay. I'm not trying to be mean to those people and I'm not trying to make them feel bad. But what I am trying to do is I'm trying to encourage boundaries for people because real talk, that company only sent flowers at a person's funeral. People did not cry for that person. People did not get sad for that person. I did. I cried and I got sad and I went to the funeral because I wanted to pay my respects to a coworker. But nobody cared. Nobody else did. And I think about that moment a lot because are they going to care if something happened to you? And if they do, you work in a great place. But there are a lot of companies that will replace you in an instant. There are a lot of companies that there are tens of thousands of you that can honestly replace that. But you can't be replaced. If something happens to you, you can't be replaced. And the people in your life are going to miss you and the people in your life are going to be sad. And I'm getting a little choked up because I want to remind people how important it is to have better boundaries with a career that you have. It's okay that you love your job. It's okay that you love being around the people that you love. I love my coworkers. I love my job. But also, if I didn't have to work, I wouldn't because I have built such a fulfilling and meaningful life with therapy, medication, walking, reading. You know, I do some puzzles here and there. I I'm very creative. I do my podcast. All of these outside activities are enough to sustain me and to make me feel fulfilled outside of my job. My job does fulfill me and it's so exciting to be in a career that excites me to be in. But also, I'm also fulfilled in my life. And that's what you need to reach. Work-life integration, work-life balance, whatever you want, you really, really need to focus on finding a passion outside of your job. Your job can be your passion, but you need to find other passions. You need to find something that fulfills you and fills your cup because what if you lost that job one day? You're going to go through an existential crisis because you put every bit of your personality into a job when you can't be replaced. They can replace you, but you as a person cannot be replaced. For the people in your life, for the people that love you, you cannot be replaced. And I am like preaching here because I want to preach. But you work to live a fulfilling and meaningful life. You don't live to work. And I want anyone to think, okay, I am working to live. I live a meaningful life. I'm working so that I can have a meaningful and passionate life. I'm not living to work every day. I don't wake up every day just to go to work. Find activities outside of those work. I know that work makes up a majority of your day and it takes up a majority of your time, but find a meaningful and passionate life because the people that love you and care about you want you to be around for a very long time, so do not burn yourself out because you won't be around for a very long time if you're burning yourself out and something happens to you. Mental health is so important and you cannot do your job if your mental health slacks in any way. Like, and by any way, I mean, like, you're on the verge of, like, everything 
it sucks, I'm so burnt out, I don't want to live anymore. Don't get to that point. Because people care and love you. And they want to see you succeed, but they also want to see you live a good, meaningful life. I want to see people succeed in their careers, but I also want to see people succeed in their own lives too. So, okay, I've got to be done preaching about this because this is a tough topic and I'm adding a lot of people here. Um, I, a lot of people are going to listen to this and think, shit, she is talking to me. And I am. I'm talking to you. Okay? If you're listening to this and you're like, I feel personally victimized, you should feel that way because I want you to change and I want you to love your life and I want you to love yourself enough that you give yourself a good life outside of work. Work is so important and it gives you the, it pays your bills and work can be something you're so passionate about and love more than anything, but you should also love your life just as much. You should love yourself just as much. Okay, that's it. I'm done. Thank you. I appreciate everyone listening to this podcast. Please leave a review of this podcast. Let me know what you'd like to listen to next and remind me, you know, of any other topics too that you, sorry, kind of like space out, remind me of any other topics too that I've talked about that you want me to bring up. So thank you. I appreciate you all and I love you and I hope in this lifetime, I hope soon you can take my words of wisdom and change some things. All right, bye besties.